Welcome to season two of Gold Camp. If you've been with us since season one, thank you so much. Not only here in the U.S., but all around the globe. It's time now to get after our very best outcomes. It's a new year, a new decade, and nothing's going to be different unless you make dramatic changes. Look forward to more inspirational guests, more insights on goal setting and goal achievement. You know the story. 30 years ago, I was living random. I was frustrated and I started to work towards a methodology and it took 30 years for me to polish and refine the steps it takes to become effective at not only setting goals but achieving goals. Welcome to the campgrounds. This is Goal Camp. Welcome to Goal Camp. I'm your camp director, Derek Locke, and today we're going to continue the conversation of legacy. Marianne Meter, who we met to talk about the gluten-free lifestyle, she's back to talk to us about sleep. And I'm not going to steal any more of her thunder, Marianne. Tell us about your story. Well, about three years ago, I had come down with a sleeping problem myself. And a friend challenged me to write a book. And I just started writing, not knowing the end from the beginning. It was the birth of insomniac freak, sleep like a baby, wake like a champion. And when I started writing, I had no idea what was going to come out of me. I just started to write my feelings, what was going on. And it became kind of like a journal format. And a lot of what came out of me was the fact that my whole life was out of alignment. I mean, I'm, I had a job that didn't suit me. I was driving around a car all day. People were like, Are you, were you an Uber driver? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I was living in Chicago, traveling to like five schools in a day. I spent more time in the car than actually in, on the job, on the road. And it just didn't suit me. And I was like highly stressful for me. My whole life was out of alignment. Like I, I was kind of running from my dreams. I'd never overcome so my book, I talk a lot about failure, fear, setback, rejection, loneliness, all of that. I've uh, had people read my book and they're like, Marianne, this is about life, not sleep. I'm like, yes, but your life will keep you up at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh right? my goodness. I sure will. Sure will. <laughs> How'd you get to an understanding of what you needed to do? Some of it came out in the book and some of it came out after. I started off just conversations with people and asking for help. I figured I needed a sleep study and I was all of it. I had a huge theme of resistance. I was afraid. I denied my problems. I'm like, oh, it'll get better. It'll go away. But it was really bad. I was driving around sleep deprived in this job, living in Chicago. I had so much time I spent in the car. I didn't feel like it was healthy for me. So finally I signed up for a sleep study. They tested me, but it took like months and months to get the sleep study. And it I didn't sleep much during the sleep study. <laughs> and then it was, and then in the process though, I saw like an acupuncture. I actually learned a really valuable thing. If anyone has insomnia and you are just really hurting, acupuncture, I know it sounds crazy. Uh, acupuncture can help you to fall asleep. You go for a series of treatments to an acupuncturist. And I, I did it and you, it worked. I've gone to an acupuncturist when I was having back problems. Every time I went, I slept for an hour. They had to wake me up <laughs> because I would go almost right away I'd go to sleep. Yes. Yeah, so acupuncture is a great treatment for insomnia. Well, as time went on, first they told me I'd sleep apnea and then they said I didn't have sleep apnea. I would just wake up exhausted. But as I made changes in my life and it, there's so many things I learned like um, ergonomics 101, uh, your pillow, your posture, your shoes, your mattress, your posture that you're in all day. Like I was driving around the car all day and I had this thing going on with my rhomboids. And even like I had developed the texting neck. I'm really tall and I was like waiting in the car for appointments and I, you know, the forward head thrust and a lot of, this is a new phenomenon, but if you actually go, I Googled it, I would Google research everything. Forward head thrust actually contributes to sleep apnea because it messes up your neck, jaw and shoulder muscles. 
And so the bad posture, they do these, these things called chin tucks to straighten out. <laughs> yeah, and I was getting some, <laughs> some physical therapy on my hips. And I was basically a hot mess, Derek. If you could have listed the reasons why I couldn't sleep at night, there was like 15 of them. <laughs> so, and I mean, you're tired, you're exhausted, and you lay down and you can't sleep. It's just been really easy for me all my life. Yeah. Well, I actually fell asleep, but I would wake up exhausted. So, and I didn't know why. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, you must have sleep apnea. I just, and I, I had muscle spasms in my hip and all kinds of things going on. The physical therapy helped. But actually what happens is you, you become a lesser version of yourself. I wrote about it in my book. I said, it's like the carb comatose, spinning your wheels stuck in the mud. Your brain can't problem solve. You don't remember details. You're just kind of guarded. You're not all, you're not completely present. I mean, because your body, you need eight hours of sleep a night or seven, you know, some people can live on six, but um, your, your body starts to shut, your, your brain starts to shut down and you just get into survival mode. You just don't, you don't feel well. You kind of feel like brain fog all the time. It's a horrible place to be, especially if you have a demanding and stressful job, right. you have to keep going. All your energy goes to your job and the rest of your life gets out of balance. How did you begin to work through all of that and when did you get a good night's sleep? <laughs> it took about a year. I, um, I wrote the book, and I only wrote the book on the weekends because I was, my first book I ever wrote, I was too exhausted from work. You know, I began to make small changes. So I was living in Chicago, and I decided uh, the, I was done. I'm born and raised there. I'm just done with the big city. I needed to get out of the big city, all the traffic, the long commutes to work. I, I decided I need a slower pace of life. So I moved to St. Louis, Missouri, where I had family. And I took a, a job. Again, the job was also more driving around in the car. I was traveling to like five schools a day. But I just began to work the physical therapy that started to help my neck and shoulders and that kind of thing. And But really what happened is when I just got my life in alignment, when you begin to be really honest, you have honest conversations with yourself. And then I'll tell you this, what I know about our lives. Our lives are like a triangle. It's spiritual, emotional, and physical. And sometimes we deny, you know, a lot of people have the physical and emotional down. We deny the spiritual. Really, when I was having trouble sleeping, I was worried about my safety driving around all day. I got on a prayer line and I was asking for a prayer. Please help me, help me to sleep. And it was interesting because my friend, Shreya Grace, it was her prayer line. And she literally said, she would pray over me. She'd say, you're going to sleep like a baby and wake like a champion. And I said, oh, that sounds like a great title for a book. <laughs> Out of her mouth came the, the words, the title of my book. But I mean, sometimes I learned like the vulnerability and the connection, like to be honest about your life and where you're hurting, to talk to people that are close to you. And, you know, I had a couple friends, the people that had sleep apnea, they saw me through that, you know, go get the sleep studies. Sometimes you just need someone to come alongside of you because you're not the best version of yourself and you're really hurting. So I had a couple friends saw me through the sleep study and then they're like, okay, well, what did the doctor say? Uh, and my physical therapist was amazing. My physical therapist finally said, you know, Marianne, because I had like my SI joint dysfunction in my lower back and sometimes that, and my legs would spasm at night. He said, your job does not suit you can't keep doing this. You know, my physical therapist and I had a great conversation. He's like, you've got to do, and that's when I, I quit those jobs. I started doing a lot more writing and writing coaching. And then my life just got in alignment. Okay. My body doesn't hurt so much. I'm not in, and when I, I say that each one of us has a God given destiny down on the inside of us. And when you step into what you were made to do, your passion and your purpose, you are more in alignment. Cause when we take on jobs that are lesser versions than ourselves, um, we don't perform as well. It, it actually, gets you out of alignment and it can be very dysfunctional wow so there is a physical problem there's an emotional problem and a spiritual problem it wasn't one thing 
It was yeah. a myriad of things. Yeah, totally. And what I learned too is that the conversations you have, for me, it was a lot with um, my friend on the prayer line. Before you go to bed at night, you will wake up, you know, just somebody, you know, encouraging you, somebody affirming you, someone telling you positive th things when things are not going well, that right. has so much to do with your mindset. And I just had to get up the next day and keep on going. And then exercise helped too. I started, when I first started having the sleeping problem, I joined a boxing gym and I was doing high intensity exercise to sleep better at night. I, I tried everything <laughs> and swimming and yoga. I tried hot yoga. You know, I was hot just like, experiencing. <laughs> Hot yoga three hours before bed, but not, not an hour before bed. You know, I tried everything just to try to unwind. I think the number one thing it becomes for me, it comes to facing any fear or resistance I have in my life. If I need to do something today, what is it I need to do? I mean, I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need to take a higher risk. I need to really go for it because living the limited lesser version of myself will always keep me stuck. Whatever you were created to do, whatever you were born to do, I believe God gave each one of us unique talents and abilities. And sometimes we hold ourselves back. We might limit ourselves. We might have conversations with ourselves based on the past or a story we're telling ourselves that you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're just, you're just comfortable. Like I was a special ed teacher for 21 years. That was a great career. It served me well. And then I started having just back problems and I was sitting on the floor working with hand, multi-handicapped children. And my physical therapist was like, you can't do this anymore. You can't sit on the, but inside of me, I was born to be a coach and I'm a writer. I discovered I was a writer later on in my life. I had no idea I was a writer until I wrote my first book. My mom died when I was young and it turned out she was a writer. I just never knew. I wrote my first book and then I'm like, wow, I, I didn't know what was inside of me. I think sometimes we have such greatness down on the inside of us and we don't even know it's there and we have to release it. We have to give ourselves the permission to release the gifts and talents to the world. I see a lot of people, oh, I've always dreamed of fill in the blank, but they don't go for it. You know, there are those who go for it or are those that don't. And so my message is for those that feel any resistance in their life, that there's something they want to go for at the highest level. Like don't hold yourself back. Anything is possible. And in the pursuit of your dreams and your passions, I believe that's where the alignment comes. It's just taking the next step. How do you maintain that? Once you figure out how to get in alignment, yeah. <laughs> get the rest that you need, have you been able to sustain that? My life kind of goes in cycles, I'll be honest. You know, everything going on in the world today. I think I'm a person who's probably more sensitive to stress too. And some of us are and some of us aren't. You know, some of us are more tougher. There's been times when everything happened, you know, around the world with George Floyd and all, you know, the racial tension, all these things. I don't think, I, I, don't think I slept all week. And I, I almost, I literally... I'll be honest with you, I'm a writer and a speaker. It took my breath away because I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to respond. I was so like thrown off balance. So yeah, there's times I still struggle with sleeping. For me, the number one thing, I sometimes I, I always focus on taking care of everybody else and, and the, myself goes last. But I've had to make the shift to be like, okay, what is it I need to do? And I think if we really get quiet and we really listen to ourselves, what is it, what action do I need to take in my life right now? Sure. Um, to move forward, we have the answers inside of us. And the George Floyd situation, to your point, I think there are a lot of people having sleepless nights. How do you encourage people to take action in these times to move forward so that we can get back in alignment and be focused on the purposes that God has for our life? I've seen so many people express themselves beautifully in, in, in these times. My church had a, I don't know what they called it. They had basically like a night where everyone came together. My church is kind of like half African-American, half Caucasian people. And everyone came together and we had a, they had a panel discussion of African-American people who had suffered a lot of racism. And it was just really good. I mean, it's good to talk about it. It's good to 
I can say to myself, well, I have a lot of African-American friends or I love all people, but there's still things I don't know. And there's things I don't understand. And I'm totally aware of that. So that was really good for me just to, I think the openness, like you don't want to put up, you don't want to stuff a lid on it. You, and you don't want to sit alone inside your house with it either. You've got to go out in the world and see what, what's the difference you can make. Is it on social media? Is it to a business in the community to encourage you know, African-American businesses or minority businesses? We all have something we can do. And like I said, the thing was really healing with my church just to start the conversation. And I try to be sensitive if I see, I just try to bring love to everybody and to offer courage to everyone. But I think the thing with my church was really helpful because just having open up the conversation, open up the uncomfortable conversation. What are we angry about? What have we misunderstood about each other? What can we do about it? So I really like the fact that my church was right on it from the minute it happened. They're having talking about it all the time and looking for solutions and discussing it very openly. Really appreciate that conversation. Thinking about sleep, talk more about how people can get a hold of your book, how they can learn about your journey to overcoming sleepless nights. Yeah, um, my book is on Amazon. It's Insomnia Freaks, Sleep Like a Baby, Wake Like a Champion. Say that again slowly. Oh, sure. <laughs> Insomnia Freak, Sleep Like a Baby, and Wake Like a Champion is on Amazon. It. And it's interesting because I've had a lot of people, when I first, it was my first book I published, so of course all my family and friends read it. And they're like, oh my gosh, Marianne. They're like, I didn't know you had that in you. It's like a lot of positivity. Like if I could do anything for people in the world right now, I would sit you down right in front of me and I just want to give you a shot of courage in your arm and say, yes, you can. Like the world is, it is, a, it is a dark place at times, but I want people to overcome that. I want them to find what God put down on the inside of them. God gave us the ability to forgive, to love, to connect with each other, to be vulnerable, to work through problems, to be in social circles and, and a community. And a community involves diversity. We don't all look the same. We're not all the same color. Our skin's not all the same color. We're not all of the same religious background. God made us to be together, to love one another. I just want to, yeah, I would love to just, you know, give everyone a shot of this. So my book is really, doesn't talk about people like, oh, read it to learn about sleep problems. I talk a lot about fear, loneliness. How do you overcome the voices in your head, the inner critic, setbacks, rejection, failure? So I had so many people who read my book, they didn't have a sleeping problem. And they're like, Mary, your book, you need to change the title like about like encouragement about life or something. But I just stuck with the title because it was what I, so what I named it. You're a mindset coach, correct? Yes. It's all about mindset. What's going on up here? Who are the types of people that come to you and say, Marianne, I need your help? And what's your first goal for them when you get started? That's a great question. I, I attract a lot of people now since I've written three books. I've attracted a lot of people in the writing realm that want to write a book possibly. But I also, the coach in me always attracts people. Anyone who has resistance in their life, you have, and my passion is for people that have big dreams, big visions, and they're not sure how they're going to get there. Perhaps they've come from a place where they've never seen it possible and they're starting on the journey and they're halfway there and they're, you start, what happens is your comfort zone, your old story starts to pull you in and pull you down and bring you back. Like, can I really accomplish this huge vision for my life? So I'm really passionate about any, any dream, any goal someone has, but the bigger it is, the more I'm, I get excited about empowering people because I know that our lives are not defined by a box. We don't have to live in a box. What if there was no box? What if you could do, I heard a coach say, you have a hundred times more potential than you think you do. Imagine that a hundred times more potential than you think you do. You can do anything. But I think the conversations we have in life, and sometimes it's our family's expectation. I came from a family that was like this and I'm the only one. I don't, I'm different than all of them. And so what do I tell myself about that story? How do I become who I was made to be in the world? 
So I really like to help people, you know, it's all about their goals and what they want. And some of it's writing, but a lot of times I find, even when I help people with writing, what does a book help you do? It helps you step into your greatness, fulfill your destiny, fulfill your calling, enlarge your presence in life. So you can say to the world, this is who I really am. When I wrote my first book, I'll be honest, I sent it to three of my friends. It was like the old method, like send it out to the fastest ships and see what they thought. <laughs> and one of my friends said to me, she goes, Mary, I just love your book. It's the best book I ever read. And I said, well, tell me why. She said to me, because you're, I hear your voice in it. And I'll be honest, I didn't know what a, a writer's voice was. I said, well, what's that mean? She goes, I hear the voice of the woman I know because she knew me really well. She's so strong. And, and I thought, wow, I, like, like in the time when I, I'm going to start crying, in the time when I was sleep deprived and I was at my worst, I just went, I'm like, what? My back was up against the wall. I said, what have I got to lose? I'm going to write a book. I've never written a book. I don't know. I was at the library dropping all the papers on the floor. The librarian put her hand on my shoulder and said, oh my dear, like, what have we got here? A hot mess. <laughs> but when, <laughs> when I stepped through all the mess and the murk and the mire and the sleepless nights and the sleep deprived child that I was, I found there was something inside of me I never knew existed. And that's my passion to help other people release that What's the call in your life? What is the one regret you would have if you were to die tomorrow that you didn't accomplish leaving planet Earth? That's my passion is to help people release that. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens when you get enough sleep. You can change the world. Marianne Mita, always a pleasure. You are an inspiration. And as I always say on Gold Camp, we want to bring you people that have overcome, have lived it have really come from a place where they struggled, conquered those struggles, and now want to help you short cycle those challenges so that you can be your best you. Can I read to you the quote in the back of my book? It's really inspiring. Oh, please. Absolutely. Okay. I would if, love if that. There's a final thought. So my friend, everything that you want is on the other side of fear. Unabandoned, intimate, passionate love, amazing connection, extreme fulfillment, deep satisfaction, a lifetime of a worthy life well lived as a legacy to those after you, a beautiful body and a glorious soul, a chance to own your destiny and start all over, like waking up from the longest dream and having a fresh start. Go for it. Well, folks, she said it all. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Gold Camp. All the resources from this episode can be found on my website at DerekSeelot.com forward slash Gold Camp. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram, at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something that you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Looking forward to the next episode. Until next time, this is your camp director, Derek C. Lott, signing off.